0: These will be leading our small groups, um, and so I wanted, first of all, for you to get to know who they are, see who they are, and also we just want to have a little discussion about the Word so you can hear from various leaders, and maybe it'll give you a sample and entice you to want to come and join us on Wednesday night. Uh, first, what I'm going to ask you to do is tell who you are. If you're married and have family, let us know who, who those people are too, all right? So we'll start with Garrett over here. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Well, uh, I'm Garrett Redding. My wife is Anna East Redding over there in the little happy video board. I do have a family, but they're not here at the moment. So there it is.
2: Uh, my name is Kaylin Burke. I'm married to Omid back in the sound booth temporarily, and well the sound man is sitting right here, and uh, um, he has two girls, and so that means I have two girls.
3: My name's Steven. My wife is Alyssa over there, and we have a five-year-old daughter named Aubrey.
4: I'm Marianne Brubaker, my husband Nathan, and we have two of our four children here, Katie and Christopher.
5: Ditto, Nathan.
0: Well, let's start with the first question. Why do you read the Bible? Why do you read the Bible? We'll start with you, Nathan. So we pass the mic around. Tell us why you read the Bible, why it's so important.
5: Listening to Candy earlier, I I grew up in a Baptist church, and yeah, I did some of those drills. And yeah, I, I knew about the Bible and different things, but... Bible was rather random to me um, you know if I was in trouble or if there was a test or something I I might read the Bible a little more and those type of things and it was mostly lay it down let it fall open and let's read what it says eh, I don't like that go again and and not really anything to create a relationship I mean, it's like getting to know any one of you, I say hi, I might shake your hands, but unless I spend time with you and talk to you, I, I'm never going to get to know you. Even if I see you every Sunday and and say hi and those type things, I'm not going to get to know you, but uh, somebody out of the church pulled me aside and and got me into this thing called Navigators, and got me to have a relationship with god reading the bible and it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me it created habits in me that are no longer habits they're me so
0: what about you Stephen? same question why do you read the bible
3: um i read the bible uh really to know him more to know god more uh my parents uh, really instilled the value of the Word as a when I was really little. Um, they got married and moved to Tulsa to go to a uh, Remo Bible Church. And they were just, if you know anything about Kenneth Hagan, he's all about the Word and and all about it. And so my mom used to wake me up if I was, like, I don't know, if I was acting bad or that, that day or whatever, she'd wake me up in the middle of the night and, and start quoting Scripture. And she'd, I mean, like... My mom and dad were kind of militant when I was little. And, uh, and it's funny because like now they've kind of, anyway, it's just funny. And so like, I just have memories just from a little kid of like, just the importance of the word and how we speak the word and how the word comes first in our lives. And uh, so I read it now, really, though, um, to really know him more, to really uh, uh, not to, like CJ was saying, not to get head knowledge, but to know him.
0: Okay. Same question.
2: Same question. Um, well, to me, the Bible is absolute truth. It's it's the standard that we can judge everything by, and if I don't know that standard, I'm not going to know how to walk in truth. And um, and so, to me, it's absolutely crucial to be in the Word, and not only to read it, but to consume it as your daily food, and that 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 is the only thing that can nourish my spirit. And if I want to grow my spirit, if I want to grow in the Lord, then I've got to consume my, my daily bread, which is the Word.
0: Now, I heard from you, Nathan, how you got started. Someone from Navigators invited you um, to start engaging the Word of God that way. Uh, I want to ask this question. I want to start with you, Garrett. What got you started on your, on your journey in reading the Word? We hear why it's important to read the Word, but what got you actually started on that journey? So if you can pass the mic down to Garrett.
1: Oh, man. So th- that's, this is, um, well, honestly, um, I was at a dark place. That's what, what ended up happening. Um, I was actually engaged to another person and that ended up breaking. And then, um, literally it was kind of a fascinating season of my life. Uh, God pretty much stripped out all of my friends, um, stripped out everything that I enjoyed at the time, which was not Jesus, um, and really, I was by myself. Um, it was truly at that point where I had nothing, um, and I and honestly, I kind of had a yelling match with God. I didn't win, obviously. I'm not, but um, you know, it was one of those things that you know, I sat at Boomer and just you know, honestly saying, God, you know, I I hear these things like, Oh, I trust you. We, we sing those songs, but you know, I don't trust you. I have nothing. I'm scared. I'm mad. Um, what does this even mean? And so ultimately it was one of those deals where God's like, he actually spoke very audibly to me and and offered up a challenge. And, um, you know, I started reading the Bible for the first time, really actually reading it. Um, and man, it was crazy. Like, God, I mean, the word came alive. Like it, it was one of those things that ultimately, um, it, it changed my life. And so, the why factor of why do why did I start is that, it, it, or how? I mean, that that's how. I mean, I, I hit rock bottom, and, and and literally, God extended His hand and said, "Hey, get to know me, um, you know, get to know me, and, and actually read my word." So.
0: That's good. What about you, Marianne? What started you on your journey in the word?
4: I grew up in church. So I'd always had a Bible and would read like the scripture that the lesson was going to be on. But in high school, my senior year, my parents went on a trip and I went my brother had gone to another church and I went with him to visit and the pastor taught the Sunday school class and he would say the word says this to me. But what does it say to you? And he said, you know, it can speak, it's alive, it's different for everybody. So he kind of challenged me to start reading it for myself, and it was kind of a hit and miss again of, he wouldn't tell us what he was going to preach on the next time, so he had to kind of guess. So that made me read more. It's like, okay, last time he was in Acts, so maybe he's going to continue, or maybe he's going to go to the next book. And then um, about 20 years ago, I also got involved with the Navigators and just started reading from Genesis to Revelation just over and over again. And I changed versions every time. So, for the last, And they challenged us to journal everything. So it took me five years to go through the entire Bible and then write, what does this mean to me, whatever I read, and ask questions to myself and get answers. And now it's just, I'm so excited. There's so many different versions out there. And I just got some of the passion ones. And it's like, well, I've got to finish this one first so I can get that. And it's just something exciting to me that started as a challenge from a pastor of just what does it say to you where you are today?
0: Okay, Kay, I'm going to ask you this question. Um, How is God's word alive to you? Or do you have a testimony or experience of when you encountered the living word?
2: Yeah, um, well, uh, to me, I, I love the word so much. And I'm not just saying that, like I really do. Like I love the word and you know how it says in Psalms that, I delight in the word, like I really do delight in the word, you know, <laughs> and that, that just comes from from that relationship that we have with God. And so, to me, um, I I have had encounters with God just as much as in worship, in the word. It's like that conversation with him, that he gets in there, that he wants to speak personally to us, and uh, one thing that probably the the most times that I've met him is in that place of process, like, when we come up to a, a difficulty in our life or a, something that's going on, whether it's jealousy or fear or an identity issue or something like that, um, that's the place where really God has become the most real to me through his word. That it's through that process because we can either, we have a choice, we can either get bitter in that place or we can get better. And it's only by the word that we can get better. And so he is always, he'll bring the exact revelation that I need for that moment of process. That whatever my heart needs, um, whatever that truth is, that I need to to move forward in him rather than getting bitter. To get better in him, it's only by his word. And that's really the place where he's been alive to me is because when he can speak personally to me in that place that I really need it, that's when the word is alive to me.
0: Same question, Stephen.
3: Can you repeat it? Yeah.
0: How is God's word alive to you? And do you have a testimony or experience of when you've encountered him in his word? Um,
3: Yeah. Let me think of one. Um, Whenever I rededicated my life to God, um, a lot of stuff was really broken in me and my wife's relationship. And we weren't married yet. And we had Aubrey and... uh, I kind of had an encounter one night, uh, I was out with a bunch of friends, and we had been drinking and uh, partying, and I was just in a whole different mindset, and uh, this guy started talking about how his dad was a preacher, and how his dad had this guy come to his church and like prophesy over him that he was supposed to preach later. And I was like, dude, you should listen to that, like, <laughs> and even in the midst of where I was, and, like, he starts, starts saying these things and starts talking about God, and we're, like, it's, like, four o'clock in the morning, like, we have no God in our lives at all, and, like, it it terrified me, like, I don't know, I, I was, like, for a second, I I was, I, I saw where I, how far away I'd gotten from God, and, uh, I, I called Alyssa, I was I was freaking out, and she was like totally not having it, like I don't believe you, you're drunk and <laughs> and I, I drive home I think I'm going to die between that guy's house and my house, like the devil's going to kill me or something, and I get home and I'm like, babe, I'm so done with this I'm done with all this like I'm so sorry for all this stuff, and like that next day I started reading my Bible like like, it was like I was going to, like, my life depended on it. I read it, like, and from the moment I woke up to when I went to bed. And, like, the change that happened in my life in, like, two months, three months was just scary. Like, it terrified the people around me, my friends. People started, like, <laughs> acting weird. Some of my friends tried to come into Bible study with me just because they were so scared by what was happening. Like, <laughs> and so, yeah, that's what happened.
0: Awesome. I appreciate you sharing that. Okay, um, I want to hear this from all of you guys. But how do you approach the Word to receive revelation? In other words, when you read the Bible, what is your approach? What does that look like, practically speaking? Let me start with Nathan.
5: I don't know. From my uh, from my just Bible study, my quiet time that I've developed over the year, uh, I'm not looking for great revelation. It, it's like going to meet a friend. I'm not looking for something huge to happen. I'm just looking for that little excitement of, I haven't seen you in a while. You know, it's been, I slept. I closed my eyes and everything starts over again. And and so, you know it's it's I'm not looking for a huge revelation. I'm just looking to find out have you got something for me today or are uh, are we doing all right? I mean, are you doing all right? Am I doing all right uh and reading the word it's usually I don't understand this. this is not making any sense. all right, I'm gonna move on a little bit. Oh, well, okay, this ties together with that. Oh, hey, that's pretty cool. All right. Ooh, that could apply to me or my wife. Yeah, Yeah, it applies to her. Yeah, that's it. So I, I, I don't look for big things. I mean, occasionally you get one that just you can't shake it. It hits you for weeks and stuff. But, I mean, that's not my everyday going to God. It's just to get to know him.
0: Okay, Marianne.
4: Well, for me, it's the first thing I do in the morning, and I pray and I do declarations, and then I get into the Word, just to know God, just to hear His voice, so that when I hear other voices in my head, I know that doesn't line up with Scripture, so that's not God. Or, oh yes, I've heard that before, so that is definitely God. So it's to me just a time to get to know Him, and and sometimes I, well, when I first did the navigators, I take a lot of notes, but now I just more want to just hear Him speak to me through the Word. And if I don't understand something, then I spend the rest of the day, it's like, okay, God, help me with that. And so give me something else or give me a song or something that will just kind of let that foundation be laid in me where I can remember that and ponder it. And sometimes it's weeks or months or years before that scripture becomes alive to me, But God is faithful. And so I trust him as I grow in my relationship with him, that he's going to answer all those questions that I come up with as I read his word.
0: Well, let me ask you this. When you sit down with your Bible, you open it up. Mm -hmm. What does that process look like?
4: Well, I read, like I said, unless I'm, I have two different ways I read the Bible. Because in the morning, it's going from Genesis to Revelation. So in that, I just want to read his word. And sometimes I'm limited by time by what I have to do. But normally I have 30 minutes that I'm just reading his word and so it's just going through, and sometimes I have to go back and read it a lot, and I only get through maybe a chapter. Other times I may get through six or seven chapters. But then there are times I go to study his word to know what does it mean to me. And so that's a different process, than just my daily reading.
0: Thank you. Stephen?
3: Um, for me, I used to get in the Bible and, like, really want, like, deep amazing revelation like every time i wanted like something cool like revelation you can like show off to your friends like hey you know like and uh a lot of frustration in that season because it wasn't happening and uh now the way i approach it is like i'll i'll like just like i'm t- just like he's in the room just like he's right there i'll, I'll just talk to him and i'll thank him uh i'll thank him for the word i'll thank i'll thank holy spirit for for helping me that that like there's grace for me to get in this word there's grace for me to read it thank you uh thank you for the time that i have to i just start thanking him and then from that i just i i just move into either talk pouring out whatever's on my heart at the moment and uh i'll i'll move into reading the word and i'll i'll I kind of have some things that I say kind of uh, not not in a like mechanical way but I like I'll be I'll just be like I'm I'm reading this word not not to get head knowledge I'm reading it to know you I'm 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 kind of I mean kind of making a declaration I guess but I'll, I'll, there's some things that I say like almost every time and I'm just like I I don't want to I don't want to get I don't want to memorize this I want I have to know you I want to encounter you when I read and Holy Spirit, I, I need your help. And you know, you authored the Word, and uh, Father, come and father me through this, and and teach me. Like, I, I, you know, I don't want to see the Word through like uh, uh, filters that I've that I've been taught before, and like uh, even from preachers that I've heard. I don't want to see it through anyone's interpretation. I want to see it as you intended it to be. I wanna. I wanna. I don't want to see it through through the the mindsets that I've had. I want to see it clear and unfiltered. I want to know the word for myself. I want to get my own personal grasp on it fr- directly from the source. And uh, yeah, that's how I, I, I approach it.
2: What about you, Kay? Um, well, uh, when I was growing up through the young adults, when Greg and Mel did young adults, when Greg taught us how to get revelation on the word, it absolutely changed my life. And uh, so. The way He taught us is a lot of what I do, um, just every day getting into the Word. And so, um, so what I'll start with, I'll just ask the Father for my daily bread, because He wants to give it to us, right? He tells us to ask for our daily bread every day. And so I can come expecting that He has something for me that day. And then I like to pray in the Spirit, and just get my Spirit coming up to the forefront, you know, pray in tongues, and, and uh, make that connection with the Spirit, because I want to read the Bible with the Holy Spirit. You know, because that's when the revelation is going to come through that relationship. And so I I get get plugged into the spirit. And then I just thank him for that bread he's going to give me. I'm like, thank you, God, I trust, you know, just like it's an action of faith that I'm thanking him for what he's going to give me. So it's an expectation. Right. And then uh, then I'll open the word. I spend a lot of time in the epistles because it's the letters to the New Testament church. And uh, so I spend a lot of time in there. And I'll just kind of read through quickly. I'm just kind of skimming a little bit, you know, kind of like I did my textbooks in college. Um, (laughs) um, But but when something jumps out at me, uh, then I'm going to stop there, because a lot of times that's the Holy Spirit. So if something jumps out at me, a verse, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to reread that verse, and I'm going to read it and reread it over and over again. And then I'll kind of look up uh, before it and after it to look at the context and see see what's going on there. You know, what, what he was talking about, the context of that verse. And then uh, then I'll start to kind of speak it, um, because uh, to meditate on the words, actually, to, to speak and to mutter the word. And so I'll be, like, kind of reading through it. Okay, so, like, um, uh, be tr- transformed by the renewing of your mind, okay? So that verse, so this is just an example of what I would do. So I'm reading through it. I'm like, don't be conformed to the, word, to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So be like, okay, be, don't be conformed. What is conformed? That's, that's like uh, being pressed into a mold. You know, don't be conformed, uh, but be transformed. So that's a complete change. That's like the butterfly thing. That's like completely changing by the renewing of your mind. So how do I renew my mind? By the word. So see that process? So I'm kind of talking myself through that verse. And a lot of times that's where the Holy Spirit is speaking. So it's just that you get that flow going, and the Holy Spirit will start speaking to you through that, that verse. And it's just awesome. And so one thing that I like to do is I like to start writing. So whenever I start seeing something, I'll start get my iPad out or whatever, and I'll start just writing what God's speaking to me in, in, in that verse and everything. And a lot of times, that's where that, that flow starts. And I'll just, I could just write, you know, just for hours sometimes if I have time. And, uh, and, and a lot of times, that's when the Holy Spirit speaks us through writing. And that's just for me. But the key is it's relationship. Right, that, that we're all different. And so the way I like to think of it is, you know, in a marriage, Omid and I, we like to go fishing. You know, we like to go hiking and hang outside. For another couple, that's not going to work at all. You know, they don't want to go to the mall or go to the movie, you know. you know, Like, you know, camping is just sounds bad. So, um you know, but to approach the Word and relationship with God in that way, that maybe this doesn't work for you, but He's got a process for you, and that you can expect that He wants you to encounter Him daily through His Word, that He wants He really wants to make Himself real to you.
0: What you gear? Awesome.
1: Well, I'll be I'll be really like kind of blunt on this one. I think most of us could probably agree at some point in time of our life, like, the Bible was kind of boring. Like, it was one of those things where, like, you didn't want to really read it. Um, and, you know, I'm not I'm not here going to bash any translation, but I think, you know, Carl Lentz, who's the pastor at Hillsong in New York, um, one time I watched a sermon that he did, and it was really, there was one thing that he started, and it was, that he said, and it was just like, oh, well, that totally makes sense. Um, you know, someone was kind of, you know, bashing on him for using, like, the message. And, and obviously, there's, like, thousands of, well, actually, I guess there's hundreds really, but hundreds of English translations of the Bible. Um, and, you know, he uses the message, which, you know, is, is a pretty um, poetic revision of, of what the word says. And, but, you know, he said, honestly, the most important, like, what what kind of Bible should you read? What's, what's the best translation to read? Um, and his comment was simply the one that you'll actually read. Um and I, and there's and it sounds so simple, but it's it's really I think the foundation for me at least of, of how I seek revelation. Um you know the King James is great for some people, but it's not the by and be all end all for everybody. And so, you know, we have um you know, if you have a smartphone, there's there's a Bible app that literally gives you access to almost every English translation for free. So it's easy to seek it out and find one. Um for me, I use the Good News translation. Um, because it has pictures in it, and it has drawings, and they're cheesy, and it's awesome. They're like stick figures, and it's great, and I love it. Um, and and the reason why I bring up translation is because ultimately this is, this is honestly the foundation, I think, for a lot of people, um, for that brick wall that you hit, um, reading the these and the thous and the this and the that, you know, sometimes it's hard to understand. So finding a Bible that you can actually understand is one way, um, to instantly get revelation. And what's really cool, um, take, and, and what I did is, is, you know, take a verse like John 3 16, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Look at that verse in different translations. And, and see how it words that. Um, and go from there. Um, one thing that that really, I think, helped me kind of dig into the Word, really, is getting a pen and not feeling like it was a sin to write in your Bible, um, to underline verses. Um, honestly... Um, man, it's it's awesome because if you start writing in your Bible and you start treating it like a living document, um, it's cool because you can go back through and, and you can see where God gave you kind of some insight before. Um, and really, you know, I think for me the big thing too is just getting into the Word, reading the Bible sometime in the day um, is a big deal because ultimately if you seek it with the mindset of, you know what, God, I'm I'm just going to read your Word today, Um, sometimes there's a massive, a massive thing that God will show you something new that you've never read. Um, that's honestly why I think the Bible is cooler than Harry Potter is because Harry Potter has a static storyline. Every time you read Harry Potter, it will be Harry Potter. You read the Bible and it changes. It changed like there's a verse that can change because you did something different in your life. That's something it impacts you in a different way. And that's, you know, not to bash Harry Potter, but it is something that ultimately this is a living word, um, And I think the last thing to get revelation is community. And that's why I think community is so important in the body of Christ and so important in the church is because ultimately you can read something and it may not mean that much to you at that moment. But if you talk to your friends, if you talk to your spouse, if you talk to somebody about what you read that day, it's amazing. It's amazing what will happen because maybe that verse is actually for that person and it clicks and then you can see the new application for that verse or vice versa you know, you could actually talk to somebody, and at that moment, God reveals to you, this is why I, you read this verse today. This is why you did this. Um, and ultimately, I think that a lot of the revelation that I've experienced is through communicating, through talking, through um, sharing what I read. Um, and honestly, if, you, if you're honest with yourself, and if you haven't ever read the Bible, um, and you genuinely just read through it, start, you know, New Testament or whatnot, it's amazing to see the revelation that you can get, you know, starting with what Jesus talked about, what Jesus actually did, going through the apostles and seeing what, you know, they did and, and all those things. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, if you just sit down and, and read, so.
0: That's good. I appreciate that. You know, a few, th- a few underlying themes that I'm hearing from all of you guys is one, it's a relationship. Uh, you know, approaching the word, approaching the Lord in a relationship. And and Kay, you even use the example of just like a marriage. Uh, What works for one couple uh, may not be exciting for another couple. And so another thing I'm hearing is you approach the word in different ways. So there's not just one specific way to approach the word. And that's what we want. We want to find how does the Lord want me to engage? What's going to work for me? Uh, One thing that one of the guys said on that video clip is that, you know, we have a tendency to think that certain personality types are the ones that really connect with the word. You know, if you have a certain personality type, if, like you're, if you're or a gift, if you're a teacher, then you're really going to love the word. But what I like, uh, one thing they said is that we all have in us a, uh, the ability to be passionate about the word, regardless of our personality, regardless of our gift mix and everything. Um... You know, so I like hearing, uh, not approaching it in a static way. I also like hearing, I've also heard an expectation that when you approach the word, you're expecting the Lord to speak something to you. You're expecting him to show something to you. Because I know it can, it can get to where we can just read the word out of just sheer obedience and we're not really expecting anything and we're just going through the, through the motions. And I would encourage you to go in the word with an expectation. Father, I expect you to, to share something with me. What do you want to reveal to me uh, today? One thing I've been doing, and I've shared this recently, but I started doing it more intentionally uh, in this season, is reading the Word without the notes, and without the commentaries. Um, I think Stephen said it, somebody said it about just getting not from what a preacher said or what a theologian said or what I want to hear. I want to get it directly from you, Holy Spirit. You show me what you want to reveal to me. And as I've been doing that, it's been amazing because we can we can use the notes and the Commentaries as a crutch. We can think, well, I really don't know the Bible, so I need help. And you know what? That is true. We need help. But who did Jesus send to be our helper? Who's that? Was it Matthew Henry? No. Although Matthew Henry was a a wonderful theologian, Jesus said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit to help you. And he will lead you into all truth. He will remind you of the things that I've shared with you or taught you. So let's get in the habit of asking Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what does this mean? What does this mean? So I appreciate that. One more question or or another question I want to ask. It may be the last one. not sure. But do you always, every time you read the Bible... Like you get up this morning or tomorrow and you read the Bible, do you always get something out of it? Is it always exciting or is it ever boring? And if it is, what do you do in those times? We'll start with you, Garrett, since you have the microphone.
1: <laughs> so the question being, one more time, the first part of it. Yeah,
0: is it always, when you read the Word, is it always exciting to you? Do you always get something out of
1: it? No. I mean, I mean, I'll mean, i be just blunt. So um, is it ever boring? Um, well, sometimes it, it can be, but I think that's because of my mindset, to be honest. Um, so what I'll, do
0: you do during that time?
1: Um, I do it anyways. I read it anyways. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing. If I find my mind drifting, um, I reread the verse again. Um, and sometimes, I'll be really honest, I have to read it like 60 times because my mind will drift every single time I get it after that second word. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things that, um, it's a continual process, you know. And if anything else, um, to learn what the what the scripture says, to have it in your heart, to to have it to have the knowledge of it, is such a powerful tool that even if I'm if I don't feel like I'm really getting this massive revelation, I at least have another tool in my pocket to approach something and go, you know what? There is a verse that talks about this. In some other conversation. And, and so I can go, oh, yeah, well, here we go. So um, it helps. It helps um, to build up that, that deal. So.
0: What about you, Kay?
2: Um, I would say you don't get something huge every time, but you can get something. And um, uh, just recently, actually, I felt like the Lord told me it's time to go back to the minds. And I'll explain what I felt like that meant. Um, this year, uh, 2016, I really wanted to read the Bible every single day. And I've done really good. I missed like two days, uh, which for me is like really good because <laughs> you can get busy, you know, and just not read. But this year, I wanted to be really intentional. I wanted to get every day. I wanted to get something. And um, and I I've done good, but I felt like in that the Holy Spirit said to come back to the minds. And so I have this history, and I think we we all have this history with God where we've dug really deep and we found these really amazing treasures in there, in the Word, you know. And that it takes this process of digging, you know, just like excavation, you know, digging, you're brushing stuff off. You're like, you see a glimmer of something, you're like, oh my gosh, there's treasure right there. And you start like brushing it off and digging it a little bit deeper until you pull out this treasure, you know. And so I feel like sometimes we may uncover a little bit or we may be an inch from just this stockpile of treasure and then and then call it a day, you know of our Bible reading when we, we miss out on pulling that treasure completely out that day. But, um, so whether you, you barely uncover that treasure or you pull the thing out completely, you can expect that there's treasure in there. And so I felt like God was saying was just like, He was encouraging me to get back to that deep place in the Word that He's got this amazing revelation that He wants to transform our lives with that it's just, it's hanging out right there. And, um, the second thing I want to say is that uh, we may not understand everything that we read, but that Jesus wants us to understand it. Um, as I as I listen to the Gospels, I like to... That's another thing. You listen to the audio Bible. That's really good, too. I like to do that a lot, get a lot of extra stuff listening to the Bible. Anyways, uh, I was listening through the Gospels, and it hit me that Jesus explained everything to his disciples. You know, he taught in parables, but he, that there was, like, places... And I wrote this one down. Um, it was in Matthew 13... Um, It said, Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. Um, And then down in verse 36, Then the crowd left, and they went into a house, and his disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And Jesus answered him, and he says, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the Word, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. Like, it doesn't get more clear than that. Like, he's laying out the the parable that could seem really abstract. He's laying it out line for line to his disciples. And all they had to do was go into the house with Jesus and ask him. And so for, for me, if I'm not understanding something that day in the word, I just want to get with Jesus and be like, would you explain this to me? Because he wants to. He wants us to understand everything really clearly. The reason he did parables was so that religion couldn't access the revelation. It's only through relationship that you can access that revelation. But he wants to give it to us.
0: Hey, Stephen, go ahead and answer that question.
3: Again? I, I get lost in listening to what they are saying. <laughs>
0: um, do you always, whenever you read the word, is it? Is there ever a time when it's boring? And if it is, what do you do during those times?
3: Okay, so this is where I think that uh, it kind of goes along with what both of them are saying, but where my, like your perspective, like my approach matters so much. Like what I was trying to say earlier in the last question was that like it, it's it's really about getting my heart to a good place before I, before I, uh, encounter the word, and and that's part of my process. It's like in that in that same parable she was just reading from. It's like the sower sows, the ground is 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 representative of our hearts, like the types of hearts and the and the state of our hearts. And so, like I, if my heart is in a place where it's where it's that soft ground, where it's the meek and lowly ground, and, and it's ready to receive, it's, it's I'm not too familiar with the word. To and I think I already know it all. Uh, where I'm ready to receive and and i'm going in there with for, with with no other like agenda other than to know god then like i'm not disappointed no matter if i read a verse or or whatever or whatever if i get some revelation or not but like if my agenda is like to to get revelation then i i do leave disappointed very often if my agenda is to is to read something to like teach my wife something then like if my agenda is to do something to like you know i don't know for other things like i come out Bored, disappointed, whatever. But like, if I'm reading the Bible just to know Him more through any story, through any part of it, then like, I'm, I don't leave upset or or bored or whatever because I'm not reading it. I'm not reading it for my own whatever. I'm reading it to know Him more.
0: The last two, I want to ask you this question: What do you, uh, as people participate in this series? What are you hoping they go away with, or why should they participate? You can answer either way.
4: uh, Just for a hunger for the Lord, for Him to speak to you in a new way. Because as they were saying on the video, that there's not one, just one way to do it. And so as we meet together, we can find out. I'm going to take some of the things that Kaylin said, and I'm going to apply them to mine. I've taken stuff from other people that have said, and it's like, oh, I can do that. Maybe not every day, because I like what I do. I get something from what I do. But just being able to add that and just being hungry, because the more you read it, The more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you fall in love with Jesus, the more you want to read it. So it's a cycle. And so I'd love to see that, that people just are excited about hearing from God and reading his word. What about you, Nathan?
5: I do it because I'm greedy and I want to learn from you. What do you see? I mean, and, and that's, I mean, everybody has their own perspective of what it's saying. I'll be truthful. Sometimes it doesn't say squat to me, and I'm and I move on. But the longevity the longevity of the the situation is I'm going to come around again. And usually it makes a little more sense. But usually it's like eh, I'll get to it the next time. But I love hearing other people's take on everything, even things that I feel really strong about. I still want to hear their opinion because it's not wrong. It's it's right because the Bible's for them, but it may not be right for me, but it's right for them. And I want to hear what they say. I, I love that part of working with the Bible with other people is, I mean, I want to read it myself, but I want to go hear what somebody else read and what they got out of it to to just be excited for them too.
0: Amen. You know, the interesting thing, uh, as staff, we were having a discussion about the word this last week and we were talking about how do you engage the word, that kind of thing. And there were so many different ways matter of fact, every person had a different way that they engaged the word. And man, I was kind of stealing ooh, I'm gonna take some of that, I'm gonna take some of that. I was hearing what they were saying and thinking, I like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. Just like what I was hearing today. There are so many different ways. And what I appreciate you bringing out, Nathan, is that when you come and participate in this series, it's not going to be about you coming and sitting and being taught by these great wise people, although they're great and wise, but it's going to be about us coming together and dialoguing and learning and growing together and being encouraged and challenged and inspired to go after him. So when you come and bring your peace, bring your part, bring what the Lord has for you, it's going to add to the discussion and people are going to go away with something that you shared that's going to impact them. So it's not about you coming and just getting, but it's about you coming and giving and receiving. And that's what I'm excited about this. And, and our prayer, you know, we were talking about, uh, Todd mentioned this the other day, and we're talking about a little bit. What about, you know, when we talk, you know, when you talk about something a lot, you get excited about it. Like right now we're talking about the word, getting in the word. But then what happens when the Bible series is over eight weeks later? And we just move on to something else and forget about the word. That can happen. That's, that can be a tendency. So what what do we do to keep the word? Because we don't want it to be one of those things that's, that was nice and fun. Okay, now we're moving on to something else. We want this to be a pillar, a central part of our, our lives and our culture. And so my prayer has been, Lord, make your word, a love and passion for your word, part of the very culture of this church, that it becomes our passion, that we're hungry. And not that we're beating up each other with it, like, do you read your word today? And they didn't, so we, we beat them down with other scriptures as to why they should. But that when we're around each other, we're encouraging one another. We're, we're challenged about, man, I want to get in the Word. I want to read, read that for myself and get get some things from the Lord. So that's our hope and our desire for this series is that when you come away from it, that your your love for the Word and your love to get in the Word and your actual doing that goes up, goes up quite a bit.